Welcome back to Off The Court with Jeremy Menino and this is part two of Seema Dalvey's amazing story and we start with her resignation from being a teacher and taking the very brave plunge into what would be um, her dream job but with £93 in her pocket at the time um, there was uh, a significant leap of faith required and Seema tells a story of, of how she's got to where she's got to be today. Sit back and enjoy part two of Seema Dalvey, Everyone Has a Story. 2017, I became a personal chef because I could find out that I could do it from home. So I became a personal chef, started everything from home. So we were food delivery service. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. So. so that's such a brave, brave decision. Yes. To give up a great salary. Yes. You know, and with uh, with such responsibilities to 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 follow that dream and that passion and to have that support from exactly from Chris, your husband. Yes. I mean, if he would have not supported me, I think I would have carried on. Mm. But I think sometimes you just have to take that leap mm. and have that confidence that I, I know I can do this. So running alongside at that time, was there a yearning, you know, did, was there a plan in your head for, or, you know, I'm dreaming about having a restaurant or a, a delivery business or a food business was that running alongside or was it or were you so consumed with your job that actually you didn't even have the headspace for that i think when i gave resignation until that point nothing because you're so consumed with the work mm. but after that we found out the ways and we had a lovely chap coming from wire council who came in our house and we said right okay we want to start the food business because we, we, when, when, when I resigned, I was like, right, how can I do it? So I sent an email to him. He came around and he said, right, this is what you can do. You can modify your kitchen. Okay. You have to do this, that. And um, we started it, 24-hour food delivery service. And I was like, right, okay, at least we are starting now. Sorry. I mean, to be honest, my ultimate dream was not to become just a chef, but to have a restaurant as well. But we were like, no, forget it. Let's one step at a time. Okay. Um, so did it. 2019 was one of the best years because I didn't realize, we didn't know uh, that the, you know, we will become very popular. Our clientele grew huge. And 2019, I won the best chef award in Lancashire. Amazing, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And 2019, I was like, that was the moment. And we were like, right, okay. Was that the validation? Yes, mm. it was. And um, the clientele was really huge and we were like, right, okay, I can't do it from home now. So either we find an industrial area, which I wasn't very keen, and find like a, you know, um, where we can hire some staff, cook, do exactly the same model, 24 just, hours. Just on a bigger basis. Just on a bigger yeah. basis. But because I always wanted to have a restaurant, this property came and we were like, let's do it. I still remember the day 
Krishna was on the ship um, and uh, I came on my own. Now, as I said to you before, I was very close to my nan. Mm. And for some reason, you might not like this, but I feel her presence. Mm. And when I put my first step in, in this building, I could genuinely, genuinely hear her saying, just go for it. Not in English. Um, I was like, really? Didn't even see the building properly. So I went, came, saw the whole building, went to cafe next door, sat down, had my hot, hot chocolate, went to the agent half an hour later, and I said, I want to go for this property. What's the initial cost? <laughs> and he said, um, well, you'll need 5,000 pounds for this, this for that. And I was like, the figure he gave me that came around 15,000 pounds, the initial one. Mm, Forget mm. about the building. Yeah. And that, I said, was that a shock? very, mm. because I'll be very honest, that time in my account, in my business account, I had 93 pounds. <laughs> uh, and I said, yeah, that's fine. Everything will be arranged, don't worry. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Um, came home, I mean, sorry, said yes to him, rang up Krishna and I said, right, okay. I just said yes for this property. And he goes, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. And he goes, right, okay, let's walk towards it then. Um, and yeah, here I am today here with you. you. Today. Yeah. Incredible. When you, when you talked about your nan's voice, yes. so uh, her presence, uh, just, just explain what you mean about that. So be, was that, is that an internal voice that you've got there all the time in terms of encouragement or, or, or did it just arrive on that, on that day when you, no, when you walked in? I mean, I don't know how to explain really, but see, I do a lot of meditation and I'm becoming very spiritual as well. And there are a few things which happen and you just go, yeah, you know, I could hear her. For example, I don't know how to put it really, but sometimes, you know, like when I'm really upset, I could actually feel that I'm lying on her lap and she's, you know, stroking my hair, just comforting me, comforting me and saying, you know, everything is fine. So I don't know what it is. And sometimes Krishna has the same. He actually sees his mom as well. So I don't know whether there is any connection like that or is it just the inner... Um, I don't know, gut feeling, you can say. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't know what it is, but I... But, I, it's, there. but it's there. But it's there. Yeah. So, you, you've, you've touched on, you said you're becoming more spiritual. So, what, what, what place has faith had in your life? And, what, you know, how is it now? So, is, have you gone on a journey there? Uh, yes. I mean, before... When I was a child, you know, growing up in Brahmin family, I'll be very honest, I didn't follow all that what my mom and dad used to do, you know, the like worshipping, yes. Right. Like I wasn't allowed to have meat, but I used to go around my neighbor's house, my friends, I used to eat fish, meat, everything. 
and um, for some reason my mum could sense them sense it it's like yes you must you ate fish or you ate chicken I don't know how um, mum knows that oh mum knows everything <laughs> and, and, and just for the record not not all Hindus of course are vegetarian but your family was yes we were okay. yeah so my mum like right okay go and have a shower you can't worship today so okay and uh, I think I was like yeah God is there whatever you know but I must say, slowly, when I started doing my worship, I started doing meditation more. Okay. And then I realized, yes, there is something called universe, which I think is God. Some people might say, a, you know, a positive energy or whatever, but there is something mm. which helps us. Um, Becoming spiritual, I think when I say that, I'm not saying I'm 100% spiritual, but I'm in that journey, I'm on that journey okay. now. Uh, and just, I think last year was very tricky year for us. Very tricky, uh, business-wise and everything. And that's when I've decided, right, okay, you know, I just need to step back, think about me first. Um, and then, I was like, right, okay, start reading books. My first book was Bhagavad Gita, well, still is. The Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, mm. love it. Uh, I'm not say saying it, yes. Almost like the Hindu Bible, some might say. Yes, mm. yes, but for me, it's that book is actually your life journey, really. It mm. just teaches you how to live your life. Mm. Um, and I guess, you know, every religion has got the similar book, really, mm. some similar Bible. Um, and it just keeps me grounded. I have become more calmer. Uh, maybe because when I'm becoming, saying spiritual as well, I can sense the negative energy now. If someone is there and talking to me, I don't know what it is, how it is, but I can actually sense now that yes, this person is a bit negative, so I step back. Okay. Um, so when you feel a negative presence yes. or a negative energy, yes. The, whereas maybe before you weren't aware of it, I wasn't and it aware would have of consumed it. you a little bit. Yes. Now you're you're able to step back. That's yes. a kind of result. Yes, I'm it? teaching myself. Okay. I'm teaching myself that you know. That's quite powerful, isn't it? It is, and that. I think that's that's what I'm saying. I think doing meditation definitely helped me to connect with myself. Don't get me wrong; it's not easy because when I started doing it, I used to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, but now I can do it like easily 20 minutes and I'm in that zone just on my own and sometimes with my nan and just I'm just like connected yeah grounded everything is perfectly fine come down all is good all is good feels like you're talking about a almost like a spiritual cleansing yes a refresh yeah. of some kind yes and it's just you connect yourself well because what was happening with me i was just constantly consumed mm. in business because as you said before this is my baby mm. you know and yes we made some few wrong decisions few good decisions but that's the part of your life really yeah, you know and uh, didn't have enough staff and everything and somehow I was constantly working like a machine. 
And if you are not looking after yourself, there is always a way somehow, you know, like I had to go for a surgery and step down, see, the restaurant did well without me. You know, and it just shows that you don't have to be constant machine. You just have to take some time just for yourself, just for your insanity. And then you take better decision. And I'm, I'm guessing that it can only be that way if you've set such great foundations, which clearly yes. have. But then you need that trust to be able to step back and exactly give yourself that self care exactly and and allow yeah allow the yeah. restaurant to run. Yeah. I mean, I've got amazing staff now, mm. Dutchwood, and I hope they stay. Mm. Um, it feels like it feels like Dalvi, as in the restaurant Dalvi, not you. It feels like it's more than a restaurant to you, then. Exactly. Exactly. For me, any guest come in, they are like family. And that's one of the reasons. If you look at the tagline, we say, Atiti Devo Bhava, which means the guest is God. Now, if you go to any, most of the Indian families, and I'm sure you must have experienced in Nepal as well, mm. where they seriously do everything, everything for, for you. you. Everything. Guest they, is God. Yes. Mm. So that's the same thing we follow here. You come here, you're always welcome with a very big smile. Mm. You looked after, and uh, it's not just the food, because I always say the food has got the energy as well. Mm. So I always say to my chefs that look, anything, I mean, I'm not saying everyone has a good day every day, but try when you are in the restaurant, when you are in the kitchen, good energy. Because if you cook it with good energy, your food will be enjoyed even more. Um, and same with the front house as well. And uh, Dutchwood, everyone comes, loves it. There are always one or two who'll go, never be happy, and you can never convince. Of course. But always do your best. I think, I think you, you're talking there about pouring love into food. I, mean, I think we can all empathise with that, and we, we've, we can identify when a when a great meal's been cooked, it's got love and passion in it. Exactly. That, that, you know, so you're you're using positive energy into your cooking, which which you want you want your customers to experience. So, I guess that that's the best thing about having the restaurant. So, what 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 might be the worst thing then? Uh, do you want a long list or a <laughs> short list? <laughs> <laughs> Give us whichever list you want. Uh, what, um, what do you think? I What's think the... after COVID, it has become extremely difficult. Uh, for independent restaurants, I mm. must say. Um, I had an interview with um, Faisal Islam from BBC News, and he was actually surprised. He goes, really? Is this what happens? So as a restauranteur, including the government stuff, for example, VAT, the rules and regulations, that's a killer. That's definitely a killer. But at the same time, you know, dealing with some interesting guests, mm. uh, the whole nowadays, actually, you know, like the prices of ingredients have gone up, the electricity, the gas, everything. But for me, it's literally surviving because I have a hope that everything is going to work out and there's definitely a light on the other side of the tunnel. Mm. 
So these are the difficulties for me. And as I said, you know, as long as you keep yourself calm, you keep your menu interesting, because I think that definitely helps us, helped us. Um, kind of refreshing, refreshing what you're doing. Yes. Um, and then I think it's the assurance because we know that Dalvi has got a very good product, very good product. And I think that's one of the reasons people come. It's not easy, don't get me wrong. Mm. Sometimes my chefs really dislike me. It's like, oh, changing menu again, you know. Just when, just when we've got used to one dish. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, it's, it's nice for me as a chef. I like to be challenged, you know, dishes, the creativity, and I want the chefs to have the same passion. Mm. I get bored. I mean, four weeks is too long for me. Mm. You might say, Garcima, you are a century. But genuinely, four weeks is just, just enough. I can't do this, that menu for another, another four, four weeks. weeks. And it, I mean, it's just worth reflecting on a couple of things because you, you said it so quickly. But for those of us that go and eat out, just the understanding that post-COVID, everything has gone up from rates to the expected financial expectation of yes. local council as well as government to the ingredients that have gone up like oh. you mentioned then of course the pressure that people put on you in terms of your workforce yes you need to pay them more yes and you, you have to at some point pass that on to the customer exactly and with without wanting to alienate them and so that they don't come to your no, restaurant. No, no. It must be such a challenge. It is very there. challenging. I mean, uh, the salaries are going up in April, uh, which is, in a way, I can understand. It's a good sign. But as a restaurantee, I'm like, that's another thing that's for me. That's another X. Then we got a letter about our alcohol prices going up. Not ours, but the, our suppliers' prices going up. And it's just like constantly juggling. Constantly juggling. And that pressure pot that you're describing there, um, it, it exists in society, it exists in all our families, doesn't it? And, and in every part of society. And I think at some point, we might all need to take a little bit of advice from you and just step back and breathe. Yes. Um, oh, breathing is important. You know? Every time. I mean, the number of times I just go, give me two minutes, and I do my breathing. And I was like, right, ready, gone. What do you want? <laughs> I think I must say, you know, like everyone has a difficult chapter in their life. Mm. And yes, you hate that chapter with passion because it's not, nothing is good. But like last year wasn't, I, I won't say it wasn't great. I would say it was a lesson yeah. which taught me a lot. Mm. And it changed me as a person. Okay. Yeah. In what way did it change you as a person? Um, I think I was all the time, you know, frustration last year. But as I said, when I started giving time to myself, I started seeing the different aspects, okay. you know. Um, seeing the bigger picture? Possibly? Yeah, seeing the bigger picture. Okay. Um, I became very calm, patient, mm. you know, and... Uh, Initially, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. Taking decision like that. But now I'm like, okay, give me some time. I'll come back to you. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. And just smiling more, enjoying more, because this time will never come back. No. So and, I think... And Seema, you, you, you're living your dream. I am. 
I exactly I am. From I mean, that, from that seven-year-old girl making the first exactly first chai. Yes, first chai, first, first chapati, first even chapati, though it wasn't round. Yeah, you're living your dream, but with challenge. I mean, we know with challenges, right? So, it, it would you describe yourself as successful? Um, yes, and no, because I think. The hunger never ends, does it? No. So, yes, I'm very proud what I have achieved. I just want to find a money tree somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, you know, the finances are, you got them today, you might not have them tomorrow. No. So, but that's the reason they say, don't they, that you live your life every day. Mm. And I think that's the attitude I have got now. Um, but yes, I have achieved a lot. Um, impossible dream that I would never become a chef I will it it just won't happen here I am one best chef award twice mm. um, you Congratulations know for thank you and um, yes my dream always wanted to have a restaurant here I am got my restaurant opening during COVID best time <laughs> um, yes surely there are good times ahead Exactly. Mm. Yes. Yes. There is a lot more. So, what, what does what does Dalvi look like in the future then? So, if we if we fast forward maybe five years or so, what would it look like? What would the ideal look like? What are you manifesting? Um, gosh, I manifest a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we want to take Dalvi to the next stage um, because I want to take this quality food everywhere because what we do, no one does it. And I can, I'm saying it with confidence, not with overconfidence. You know, what we do, no one can do. So, yeah, just watch the space. That's where I'm going to leave it. Okay, yeah, okay. Watch so the surprises space. around the corner yes. then, potentially. Okay. I want to do a second podcast, you say. <laughs> okay, well, you might, you might just have that. Okay, well, let, let me pivot slightly, if I can. So, we've touched on a couple of things. Around, around spirituality yes. and around it feels to me like what you do is intertwined with who you are yes. it, it feels that way what brings you most joy in your life what, what, what is it that brings you most joy I, I have a feeling I know the answer to this already but you never know do you know for me just waking up every morning and as, and I'm realizing it now, especially after a very hard year last year. Just waking up every morning, saying I'm still hundred percent here, and seeing my family, that they all are fine. That's the biggest joy, mm. and Dalvi's doing really well. Health. Health, exactly. Mm. Because as I said, last year was a bit tricky one for us. Mm health-wise, finance-wise, family-wise. Mm. But I think I've started appreciating more. Mm. Is a health scare something that you can talk about? Uh, no, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. All good now. It's All gone. All good now. It's gone. So you're good? All good, yes. Okay. yes. Good. good. Yeah. So there feels like an, appreciate, an attitude of gratitude you're yes. waking up each exactly. morning Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, so every morning, you know, before 
I think, and what usually happens is, before I say my, the sentence which I was supposed to start with, what usually happens is we are so consumed in, uh, you know, with social media and stuff. What was happening with me, I was one of them where every morning waking up, checking my phone, not the social media, but other things. Whereas since I started doing a lot of things, spending a lot of time with me, I usually wake up, just say thank you to universe, God for me, and saying, you know, how grateful I am. And just get up, stand in front of the mirror, and I do that religiously, believe me, that I'm good. Everything is perfect mm. with me. Mm. That's self-affirmation. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And then seeing my children, they are happy, health-wise, everything is great. What more you want? You know. That's a, a lovely, a lovely notion for us to take away, isn't it? That each day you can reset. Yes. Appreciate, have that attitude, and move forward into your day. Um, let me ask you about. I mean, you you've talked about being proud of what you've achieved. Yes. Here at Dalvey. Is this something that you? could look back on and say, actually, there's something I regret, something I, I I regret not doing, or I don't feel like, you know, I should have done. Is there anything in your life that um, feels, feels like nothing? Nothing but, now. And the reason I'm saying is, yes, if you would have asked me this question maybe eight years ago, yes, I would have said, oh, I can't become a chef. but. I think it's just that determination, that discipline, mm. you know, everything is possible. I mean, I just told you that when we came to see, when I came to see this property, I had only 93 pounds. Mm. Now, as a new business, no one gives you. I mean, the government says, oh yeah, we got lots of scheme, this, that, seriously, no one. No. And then you start thinking, okay, how do we do this? How do we do that? And then I think it's you everything starts with you and if you have got that that you know what no matter what it is it's happening it's definitely happening then things start working in your favor it feels like there's a there's a steely determination you have yes um faced with some challenges which no one saw coming i mean the the, the covid challenge for example that you've managed to, to kind of navigate through Yes. And then some additional challenges and you're still you're still pushing forward. Yes. And, and still finding success. It's truly admirable, it really is. Talking of admiration, what, what trait do you admire in in other people? What what's is there something that in terms of a, a characteristic that you look at someone else and you think that you know, that's most admiration for? Gosh, the list is long. <laughs> um for me, I mean, throughout my journey, I always get inspired or, you know, inspired with people who actually live their life. So, live you know, their dream. yes, live their dream, okay. make it possible because without that, you know, that's that's the reason I said to you before that I have, if I see any negativity, I come back and I'm like, no, I'm not mingling with you. 
because if I'm taking the negativity, it's putting me down, mm. and mm. it used to. I had loads of negative friends who just constantly, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, and I was like, God, it drained me out. Mm. Energy suffers. Yes. Mm. So, don't want them anymore. So, yeah, for me, definitely, you know, people who are just full of positivity, full of life, just aspire to do even better. That's what you admire most. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's really interesting, isn't it? It's something that I've perhaps dwelled on a little bit before in the podcast that, that positive energy or positive people attract positive people and exactly. that can really pull people up. Yes. Yes. And the same is true conversely yeah. with negativity. Yes. I mean, um, I find happiness in small things. For example, the other day we were doing this dish, which was fail for five to six times. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, hang on, let's do this way. I was literally dancing, my, doing my happy dance. Yeah. <laughs> so just the little things. And I think that's what you need just to make you happy. Mm. You know, as I said to you before, money, you got money today, you might not have it tomorrow. Mm. You know, you have got good health today, you might not have it tomorrow. So just enjoy mm. what you have, mm. you know, Absolutely. and that's where, that's what I have learned. And yeah. What makes you sad then? What, what makes you, what would bring a tear to your eye? Um, my nan and my mother-in-law who, like my mother-in-law, I remember uh, when I said to her, oh, I can't do this restaurant, we haven't got money. Wrong, wrong sentence, but I think when you are frustrated, you are emotional, somehow you try to speak to somebody who is your you know, best friend. And so she took it really personally and bless her. She was a housewife. She started saving some money for me. Krishna went to India to one of his auntie's funeral. And uh, my mother-in-law gave him 250 pounds, which is equivalent to 24,000 rupees, something like that. And she said, this is for Seema. Yeah. And she started crying that, sorry, I couldn't do much. This is how much I have got. Mm. And I hope this is helpful. And when Krishna came, he gave me that money and he said, Oh, this is for you. I said, why are you giving me two? And he goes, it's not from me. It's from mom. And she always wanted me to make this restaurant really a success. And that brought tears in my eyes. It's like, this amount is a huge amount for me, mm. you know. And uh, I ended up investing on Ganesha. If you, when you go down, you will see Ganesha just in the corner. And I always say my mother-in-law is... The elephant god. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, that my mother-in-law is watching me. Mm. So for me, the sad part is the two ladies who had huge faith on me, they couldn't see the restaurant. They couldn't see me as a you know winning mm. chef award. Mm. So yeah, I feel sad about that. Otherwise, life is good. I mean, Seema, they're, they're clearly here with you, aren't they? I mean, just, they are, you know, but I just wanted you, to cook for them, just wanted yeah. to say, oh, look, my na look, Nan, look what I have achieved, you know, those kind of things. Um, yeah. 
they would be immensely proud, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they, they, are. they are. Yeah. yeah. So, you, I, want, I want to kind of go back a little bit, if I can, to you talked about some of the cultural challenges early in your life around being a girl yeah. early in your life. Um, is there anything that you can tell us about the struggles of being a woman in business? Dare I say, a woman of colour in business in the UK? I mean, we, we're, we've all been hyper alert to Black Lives Matter over recent years yes. across the world. What, what, what part has that played in your life? Um, initially, when I was a teacher, mm. I did have some racial comments, but I think you have to just rise above it. Um, nothing major. Uh, I'll share one incident which happened at St. Mary's. Okay. We had a lovely, lovely lad. When I started teaching in 2008, uh, sorry, came back from my maternity, 2008, um, and there was a lovely lad, I'm going to name him George, um, and he said to me, oh, Mrs. Dalby, your brother is in diff another room teaching different class. And I was like, my brother? My brother doesn't live here. My brother is in Dubai. And he goes, no, 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 definitely your brother, miss. Right. And I just knew it, that there is something going on. So I said, all right, George, let's go and say hello to my brother, shall we? And uh, there was this uh, supply teacher from Preston. And I said, what made you think that he's my brother? And uh, he said, well, you are the same color and you do the wrong things in the country. <laughs> and uh, my whole lesson actually, instead of teaching maths, we ended up talking what it is. What I found here is yes, initially at St. Mary's, the student used to say a few things, mm -hmm. but that's just the ignorance, you know, and it never bothered me because for me, they were just a students. As far as the outside life of school is concerned, I never had any issue. Well, there are just, you know, when you're going on a road and someone says, oh, you are this, and you're just like, yeah, whatever. Because with low mentality, you can't do anything. No. You know, so we ignored it. Uh, never had any issues after that here, as a teacher or as just as a citizen, really. We found amazing people in this part of the world, lovely people, so no issues. Coming back to your question on businesswoman, mm. I think we still need to change the mentality. It is tough, don't get me wrong, because I think, especially as a female chef, it's really tough because we, what I, this is my personal experience, that I think when you say you are a female chef, the expectations go down. Why? I don't know. I think as a female, we take them for granted that they can only do better at, in home kitchens. In home. Yeah. Do you think that's still, that's still, that is still, that's still your experience? Yes. Yes. That's definitely is there. That's just um, so sad that in 
2024, we're, we're still talking about yes. this. You yes. know, it's, it's... Yes, it is. It's still there. Um, and that's the reason, you know, I really, if I could, you know, encourage more and more women to come in this profession because it's still not right. I mean, um, there was one guest who came in, was it last year? I think, yeah, last, yeah, last year. I mean, six months ago, really. And uh, he said, um, so you are the owner? I said, yes. And I was wearing my chef's white, my apron. So are you just working in the kitchen today? And I said, no, I'm, I'm always in the kitchen. Oh, so you are a cook? No, I'm a chef. Oh, well, you're an Indian lady. Well, cook and chef are the same. And I looked at him and I was like, no, I'm actually a chef. And uh, he goes, right, but you have got male teams, team members, haven't you? And I was like, it doesn't really matter. You know, so who is your head chef? I'm actually a head chef. So it's the mentality. Yeah. You know, that, oh, if there is a female, they might be just either a kitchen assistant or just doing low-level jobs. I think it's just the mentality here. The cities might be different, you know, but that's it. That's not your experience. That's not my experience, yeah. I mean, when I went for my uh, uh, Asian Curry Awards, which happened in November last year, believe it or not, I was the only chef female chef in the whole category. Mm. Well, you're not just a chef team. I mean, let's just be clear about this. You're also a business owner. Yes. You know, there's the, those two things are huge. Yes, huge. So you, you're chef, you are, you know, you are a, a restaurateur, but you're, you run your own business, you're pioneering. Yeah. The, the way that you, you're running this business, absolutely incredible. Um, it, it strikes me that from those beginnings you talked about in Mumbai, there's some similarities with exactly. attitudes today I was, here. I, I was about to say that, that I thought these things happen in, only <laughs> in India, yeah. uh, because I was like, oh, this is more advanced country, things will be very different. No, no. We are changing, mm. but I think at the very, very, at very slow rate, we need to bring that change soon. And if I always say to, like when I had an interview with BBC as well, it's like we really need to encourage more and more girls. When I speak to my daughter as well, I mean, she's only 15, but the confidence, the kind of pressure they have, this new generation, it's just crazy. It's like, oh, oh my God, mom, I, I haven't got my makeup. Oh my God, mom, I haven't, and it's just like, why are we becoming so materialistic? You know, so these are the kind of stresses we are dealing with. Mm. Mobile is everything. Mobile is everything. You know, without mobile, they can't live their life. So it's like we need to encourage them. We need to educate them that there is the life is so beautiful without these materials. Mm. What's, your, what's your aspiration and dream for Aria? Oh, gosh, bless her. She's quite, you know, confident little girl, uh, little girl, shouldn't say that, um, otherwise she'll kill me. <laughs> um, she wants to be an actress. Um, and uh, she always say, 
what did she say the other day? She said, I want to be like you. You never give up, mom. Wow. And um, I hope she becomes way better than me. Mm. You know. Um, well, we all want that for our children, don't we? Exactly, mm. exactly. Well, what a great example you, you're giving her. You Try my best. Mm. The other day she was laughing on my fashion style. God, mom, you, no, sorry, what did she say? Jeez, mom, look at you, what you're wearing, your yellow glasses. I'm just like, that's me. Can I just say for the record, your glasses are amazing. Oh, they, they, they are, are amazing. Fantastic. I, love, I them. love them. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> what does she know? Oh, what does she know? She's what got no clue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So. <laughs> Do you know, you talked about um, some racial comments as well. I've just yeah. realised because Aria had a few. Mm. And um, we had to go to school as well because what was happening was um, first time Aria ignored it second time she did say to the teacher and the teacher gave them detention third time she was very teary when she came home mm -hmm. so we thought right okay I think we need to go and speak to someone which we did um, and uh, Speaking to teacher, amazing teacher. I think they took um, really fantastic steps as well. But I was saying that to the teacher that I think with these, especially the area we live in, it's quite quite dominating yeah. places and so. So I, w I was suggesting as well that these children they need to know, you know, they need to experience as well, because. When this happened to me, I'm quite strong-headed person anyway, so I just like, yeah, let's sort this out right now. Okay. Whereas our generation, they take everything to the heart, don't they? So yeah, so I was, I said to Aria that if somebody says something, you need to speak to them. Mm -hmm. So they ended up having a meeting with all of them, and Aria expressed how she felt. Mm -hmm. The two lads felt really bad as well because they didn't realise that impact it could. Of yes, the words. exactly, mm. exactly. And it, you know, it's. A, I mean, it's, it's a sensitive subject to talk about. But to be honest, actually, let, let's let's do away with the sensitivity. Let's let's talk about Just it. Just talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it because it's it's not it's not on. It's you not know, on. Yeah. Why should someone's colour? or cultural Culture, background yeah. or heritage come into or skin color absolutely. or anything yeah you know um so it was really so interesting to see we're so advanced in some ways but we are so backwards <laughs> we're so backwards in other ways and for kids to experience that and have to put up with that even today uh, and and even you know as you're describing there that resilient attitude you have towards it and the way that you've brushed it off you know, even today, if you if you were to hear it in the street, you would brush it off. You shouldn't have to put up with that, no, should you? Should. You shouldn't. You know? um, but I'm, I'm, yeah. What what is there to say about that? No. Other I than agree. it's real. It's it is absolutely real, and we need to challenge it. And and I'm, when I say we, I'm I'm talking about all of us in all society. Us. White, black, grey, doesn't matter. We cannot stand by be bystanders to this. We cannot do that. We we need to stand up for what's right. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Seema, it's been 
absolutely wonderful talking to you. It really Thank has. You. I I feel spellbound <laughs> by your story. I really do. The the way in which you you've kind of gone through some significant challenges earlier on in your life, some challenges later in your life, the way you followed your dream um, is just so full I'm so full of admiration. Um, and really and, and I'd love to come back and talk to you more about some of those things, particularly the spiritual aspect of your life that's yes. that's growing now. Um, we've got a little bit of a tradition on on off the court. We ask all our guests if you were to go back to the start, what single piece of advice would you give your younger self? My younger self, I would say, just believe in your instinct and just go for it. Yeah. Believe just in your believe instinct. in your instinct. And just go for it. Well, because you. sometimes you just feel like, you know, I wish I would have, the, I know I was rebel, but I wish I would have convinced my dad even more because I knew I could do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But you know, was there. Yeah. Yeah. See Madalvi, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy, thank for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was uh, Seema Dalvi on Off the Court, an unlike detail from Mumbai to Poulton, I'm sure you'll agree. Age-old truth in there about following your dream. It took Seema a while to step out the ordinary and pursue her true passion, but it's so clear to see that she's so happy and full of life as a result of that decision. And you can hear that it's not been plain sailing through her business and she's also had some health struggles, bless her, that have urged her to pause and reflect and reevaluate her own life, leading her to a, a more spiritual uh, and connected back to her true purpose again. Seema's warmth though and love comes through in her voice and the way she welcomed me into, into Dalvi and Poulton through her food and in the very restaurant itself, it's, it really is a true reflection of her mission. It wasn't shocking to hear, but it was, it's always disappointing to hear about the racial comments that she and her family have had to endure and still endure today. And I got a sense that she's become almost desensitised to them. Um, she talked about really not being bothered by them at all. But it's just not right, is it? It's just not right. And what struck me most, though, was our societal expectations not being so different to those in the villages of India around the role of women, such low expectations of women and girls. And we all have a role to play as parents, teachers and members of society to help Seema change that. You know, man or woman, girl or boy, the expectation should always be high. Follow your dream. You can do whatever you want in this world. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Seema's journey as much as I did. This is Jeremy Menino and you've been listening to Off The Court. Have a great day.